Friends, welcome to Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Word on Fire is an apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization, using media both old and new to share the faith on every continent and to facilitate an encounter with Christ and His Church. The efforts of Word on Fire engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. Today we invite you to join Bishop Robert Barron as he preaches the gospel and shares the warmth and light of Christ with each of us. Peace be with you. Friends, we've come to this great, but I think so often misunderstood, feast of the ascension of the Lord. I have a feeling that a lot of Christians kind of pass over this feast. You know, they think, okay, Easter, I get that. Uh, Christmas, I understand that. The ascension of the Lord, so Jesus goes up into the sky and goes away. Um, I think most Christians just kind of turn away from this feast. Um, as I say, far too often we think of it as, as this time when Jesus left us. <laughs> so off he goes. Do you know um, the depictions you'll often see in, in classical stained glass of the ascension is the, you know, the puzzled disciples looking up and there's a cloud and then two little feet coming out of the cloud because up Jesus goes and he's gone, you know, and that we hope one fine day he'll come back. But, you know, for the moment, he's kind of left us. Well, to think this way is to miss much of the point of the New Testament. We've had this privilege uh, throughout the Easter season of reading from the Acts of the Apostles, and I've been urging you to take out your Bibles and just read through it. You can't do it in one sitting, but, you know, it's not that long. And uh, it's a wonderful book if you want to get kind of oriented to the Bible. Our first reading for the Feast of the Ascension is the first 11 verses of this programmatic text, so the very opening. So it behooves us, I think, to attend very carefully to what's happening. You know, um, the Acts of the Apostles is, is volume two of St. Luke's uh, work. Volume one is what we call the Gospel of Luke, and then Acts is, is volume two. So Luke begins by telling us that in his first volume, in the Gospel, he recounted for us everything that Jesus had done up to his resurrection. That's very interesting to attend to that. Everything Jesus had done up to the resurrection— Here's the point. In the second volume, the Acts of the Apostles, he's going to tell you what Jesus continues to do. But now, not in his historical body, but in his mystical body, the church. In other words, the preaching, miracle-working, ministry, sacrifice of Jesus was not the end. It was the beginning of something. Does that make sense? What was recounted in the gospel is the beginning of something, which is now going to continue in the acts of the apostles. Apostelene means to send. That means you and I are apostles too. We've been sent by Jesus so that we can be the vehicles by which he continues his ministry of preaching, miracle-working, ministry, sacrifice. See, once we get that, it seems to me the whole thing opens up. The acts of the apostles, that's our acts too, see, are being described. You see here why the rubric of Jesus going away is precisely wrong. That's precisely what we're not talking about here. Oh, there he goes. Goodbye, Jesus, and hope maybe some 
distant day you'll come back to us. No, 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 no. And I'll get to what it does mean. But it doesn't mean that. Now, Luke tells us then that during the 40 days that followed the resurrection, Jesus spoke to his disciples about the kingdom of God. Now, this shouldn't surprise us. Why? Well, it was the principal theme throughout his whole earthly ministry, right? From the moment he appears in the hills of Galilee, what's on his lips but the language of kingdom of God? What does that mean? What does that mean, the kingdom of God? It means the coming of God to reign on earth as he reigns in heaven. Think of heaven as the realm of God, right? Earth is is our realm, the realm of nature and of human beings. The kingdom of God means that God is coming to reign as king on earth as he already reigns in heaven. It's the linking together of heaven and earth. See, and here, it's the whole of the Bible. That's what the Old Testament's all about. In law, in prophecy, in the temple, in sacrifice, they were all means by which heaven and earth were meant to come together. What Jesus announces is the fulfillment. The time of fulfillment is now, he says, right? The kingdom has come. The reign of God has broken in. The linking together of heaven and earth. The point is, the life and ministry of Jesus, culminating in the resurrection, represents the moment when this wonderful reign commences. Does that make sense? This is the moment, the the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, when the reign of God has commenced. But the point now in volume two in the Acts is through the ministry of the apostles of Jesus, it will continue and grow and deepen and spread. Through the acts of his apostles, that means Peter, James, and John, it also means you and me. The kingdom comes more and more to establish itself, this reign of God upon the earth. Now, notice next. Jesus tells the apostles not to leave Jerusalem, quote, until they receive the promise of his Father of which he spoke. What's he referring to? The Holy Spirit. Listen, Jesus says to them, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'll confess to you that uh, over these past several weeks, I become sort of newly preoccupied with the Holy Spirit because now as my first year as a bishop, I've been doing confirmations. So I've confirmed now about 800 young people. And there's something about that ceremony as you stand there and, and you are the sacramental vehicle of the, uh, of the coming of the Holy Spirit. And these young people come forward and, you know, and they're bearing the names of great saints, some of them going back to apostolic times. They're bearing the name of Peter or Paul or Jude Thaddeus or of Maximilian Kolbe, of Mother Teresa, of Thomas Aquinas, of Augustine, Ambrose. Wonderful. See, because what's being signaled there is the Holy Spirit, which filled the first apostles, which filled the great saints, is now coming to fill these young people. And listen— to the same purpose, 
which is the spreading of the reign of God on the earth. Do you see how in these opening moves of the Acts of the Apostles, we get all of Christianity? It's what the whole operation is about. You know, as a bishop, I'm the successor, however unworthy, and believe me, I feel myself unworthy of it. But I'm the successor of these first apostles to whom Jesus spoke. The Spirit has been passed down from them through the ages and for the same purpose. Now, here's something to watch as you read the uh, Acts of the Apostles, how often there are references to the Holy Spirit. The point is, this is how Jesus is acting to affect his kingdom. Jesus acting through the Holy Spirit, affecting his kingdom upon the earth. Now, listen to what comes next. How wonderful and mysterious the question the disciples ask him just before the ascension. Lord, are you going at this time to restore the kingdom to Israel? Now, it's a very understandable question in the context of that time and place. It's a very Jewish question. They've recognized that Jesus, risen from the dead, is the true king. He is the new David and Solomon. He is the long-awaited Mashiach, the Messiah. They get all that. And they also knew, as good Jews, that the Messiah's job description was to restore the kingdom of David, right? That's what a first-century Jew would have assumed. And so here they are. It's a staggering thing to think about. Here they are with the risen Jesus, and they sensibly enough ask him this question. Okay, Lord, now that it's clear you're the Messiah, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Notice how intriguingly Jesus answers them. It is not for you to know the times or seasons, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and to the ends of the earth. It's a really fascinating line, everybody. So it's not for you to know the exact time and season when the kingdom of God in its fullness will be realized. See, because what Jesus is telling them is, yes, the promised kingdom is coming in its fullness. It's begun now. It's begun with the resurrection and with the sending of these first apostles. What you should be focusing on is not so much the exact time and place. You should be focusing on the fact that the power of the Spirit's coming upon you, which will make you my witnesses right here, Jerusalem, and then to the ends of the earth. That's what you should be worried about. And see, everybody, listen to me. That's what we should all be worried about. Not the exact, when will the, the kingdom in its fullness come? That's up to God. Our job is to realize we've been given power in the Holy Spirit to be witnesses to Jesus, wherever we are, whatever your Jerusalem is, and then to the ends of the world. Find your role in the theodrama. That's what he's saying. Okay. Now, with all of that in the background, we're now ready for the ascension. So at this, it says a cloud took Jesus up and he was taken from their sight. Oh, he, he went away. No, no, don't, don't think went away. Think rather, 
Jesus now assuming his place in heaven so that he might direct operations on the earth, if I can put it that way, in quasi-military language. Jesus now, the Lord, right? Well, you wouldn't call someone Lord and then say, oh, he went away. No, no, the Lord, the Dominus, the Curios, the Lord, like the general, the commander, the emperor, is the one who's, who's directing operations. Now from his heavenly place, Jesus directs the operations of the Holy Spirit so that his apostles might bring about the reign of God on the earth. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? He didn't go away. He went to a heavenly place so that he might be universally commanding the work of his church. That's the ascended Jesus. I'll close with this. We say he ascended and took his seat at the right hand of the Father. Well, see, what's that? That's a symbol for kingly power, right? He's seated as ruler, as as governor, and from his seat in heaven, he directs operations on the earth. And you and I, apostles filled with the Holy Spirit, have the privilege of participating in his work to bring about the reign of God on the earth. See, that's the power, everybody, of this great feast of the ascension of the Lord. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's homily from Bishop Robert Barron. For more resources from Bishop Barron, please visit wordonfire.org.